You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I mean, enjoy what you do so that it doesn't become work, but then you also need to like, or I'm like friends, family, Mm -hmm. like keeping those connections up because I've definitely gotten to the point of sometimes being completely overwhelmed and like missing text messages, missing things, because I'm like, I'll answer that later. But then like it gets... Yeah, and then you forget. Yeah, 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 100%. So I apologize to anyone and everyone (laughs) in the past couple of years that have sent me messages and that I have not gotten back to. I love you all. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is East Side Story, and I'm your host, Chiang Ng. Each week, I sit down with an Asian or Asian-American artist working in the New York theater scene, and I excavate their life story. How they grew up, how they got their start in theater, as well as projects they've worked on and upcoming work that we should anticipate. This week's guest is Eddie Lee. He is currently a swing in Hamilton on Broadway, and has played all six male ensemble tracks, and also performed in the title role twice. I met Eddie at an audition for The King and I when I first moved to the city. We worked together in two workshops for K-pop, and he danced for my music video that mashed up Hosier's Take Me to Church and Spring Awakening's Mama Who Bore Me. Eddie is one of the nicest people in the city, and I wanted to find out how he's been handling his success. So why don't don't you share a little bit about who you are, what you do, a little tidbit about yourself? Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm Eddie Lee. Uh, I... And uh, actor, singer, dancer. I'm. I mean, I'm currently uh, a swing in Hamilton, um, and do voiceover work on the side and like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon. Um, and I was born in New Orleans. You were born in New Orleans? Uh, yeah, I was See, there for I'm a year. Um, but then I. I mean, I always say I'm from Michigan. I grew up in East Lansing, majority, majority, for the majority of my life. Um, <laughs> but I was born in New Orleans. Um, oh my so God. I'm a Southern boy. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Okay, I didn't know that, and I'm excited to find out more. So we're gonna start with like basically your life story. We're gonna talk about um, share a little bit about. So you said you were born in New Orleans, Mm -hmm. and then you moved to Michigan a Uh, year after. Well, so um, well, this is with my my mom had my sister and me in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. She was doing med school at the time, Mm -hmm. and then we moved to Miami. I think probably for her residency, and then um, uh, to San Diego. For another part, either fellowship or something, and then ended up in East Lansing, Michigan, wow. um, where she got a job at at a hospital there. So, so you have one sibling, older sister, older sister, yeah, four years, um, four years older. Yeah, great. Her name's Madonna. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, Not for the singer. Um, it's actually, I think, a nurse um, that my mom worked with that like really looked after her and like she was really close with. So she named Aww. named my sister Madonna. But yes. a lot of people think either her name is based off the singer or is fake. I remember she, cause she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. She's um, doing surgery. Um, she's in Seattle now. Wow. Um, you were just that. Yeah. Um, she's uh, going to be a congenital cardio thoracic surgeon who will work with like infants and, and all of that. She, she's the, she saves lives. She's incredible. Wow. But she was in a residency and she was like calling the 
front desk uh, or like the nurses and stuff and they're like who is this and she's like Madonna Lee and they're like haha okay who, like, who, who are you really she's like no that's my real name so, <laughs> so, wow yeah. I can't imagine I can't imagine having the name like Madonna I know, right <laughs> so uh, how was growing up like you jumped around places do you remember jumping around or, or do most of your memories begin like in Michigan most of them in Michigan I have like uh, fragments in, in Miami and San Diego um, just the, like little small clips but everything else is really um east lansing mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah how was how was growing up in east lansing it was actually not too bad i actually think i had a very um it was very fortunate with my childhood mm-hmm. like um the school i was in and the community i was in i actually didn't i never got bullied or anything like that wow. so i actually never felt like i was different um mm-hmm. or or anything like because i've had friends that talk about that and they're like their school lives and, and everything. And I just know that I was really fortunate because I just had great friends. They never looked at me weird or, or anything. And actually I didn't, I can't even remember when I clocked noticing that I was different from the people around me. Like you don't even know when, when that happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely but know. Did, did it happen? Um, it happened more so of, I think, I mean, I think in college when I was around more Asian people mm-hmm. um, and thinking like, Oh, if I had interacted with someone before, like they might not have known if I spoke English or anything like that. Like that happened, that those thought process, processes came in in college. Wow. Um, what was the population like? Is, was it very homogenous? Was it uh, not? So like, was I mean, it very diverse? Like what, what, it, it what was, did it look like? I mean, it was, it was predominantly white, um, uh, white, some black. Um, I mean, it, it was, I, I think in my high school, at any one time, I was like one of five, six Asian people, like throughout all four years of freshman to senior. Mm. So it was like pretty, uh, honestly, really small on that end and mm-hmm. like predominantly white. Um, um, but everyone was, at least in my circle of group, I was like in marching band, choir, like all of those people. And I think they're pretty open and like, um, so your circle of friends like basically yeah. embraced you and you didn't f- yeah. you didn't feel like there was any prejudice and all yeah. that mm-hmm. that's really interesting and yeah. so uh, was music always a big part of your life growing up because you said you were in marching band choir mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was um it was it was a big part of my life but not really at the forefront if that makes sense How like so? um I mean my mom I think is actually pretty progressive for um for immigrating from, uh, she immigrated from Taiwan. So yeah. she coming over um, was actually really progressive because she let me and my sister just do anything and everything to get like a lot of experience mm. and all of that. So, I mean, I was always focused on academics um, growing up, but she was like, you should learn learn music, you should do sports, you should do all this stuff. And actually um, talking to her later in, in my life, she was like, she noticed me being more inclined to physical activity Mm. and not so much the academic stuff. My sister was always like really book smart and like really focused on that. But so she let me do all these other things because she like saw that that's where I excelled at more Mm. instead of my sister. And she didn't want me to be comparing with my sister. So she let me find my strengths and let my sister do her strengths, which was really, really incredible. Um, But so, yeah, I like did choir band played piano um on the side but it was always just like 
on the side. Yeah, I was like, I was doing it and practicing, but it wasn't like I'm going to become like right. But then it also in that way, maybe it's like because it was never never felt like a chore and never felt like something that you had to do. Yeah, and so yeah, that's why you stuck to it. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Absolutely. And yeah. and I realized that you don't talk about your father. Ah, yes. Um, uh, my mom and dad they they split when um, uh, we moved from San Diego to. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, I was about to say Miami. I was like, that's that's the other way around. Going back in time. Um, oh, I see. So um, they they divorced. Um, and in the beginning, like he would come out and visit sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And like I had more of a connection with him then. But as I grew up, the things just didn't. Like he didn't come out as much. I actually kind of feel like a bad son in Why? a way because it will. I guess maybe it's another thing. I don't know. Of my brain of just being like, oh, things are natural. This is like how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like my my grandma and my mom, or my grandma moved to Michigan when my mom and dad split. I think to help take care of me and my sister mm-hmm. um, while my mom was working. So I grew up. I grew up with my grandma, my mom, and my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, had, I always joke that I had three moms, <laughs> but like that's what I was used to, and 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 I never thought that my dad not being there was wrong or different or anything. Because mm. um, that, that was just what you were used to and that yeah. was what you knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess I, that's why I kind of feel bad sometimes of being like, I am i don't have as much of a connection with him. Um, I don't talk to him as much as I probably should. I mean, he's in a he's in a home right now. He's, he's getting old, older now too. Um, so... Yeah, so at least in my growing up life, he wasn't a big a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So, did, did you guys get to reconnect as you got older, or uh, a little a little bit here and there? Like I went and visited um, him last year. Yes, cool. last year I went out um, uh, uh, with my girlfriend. We took a little trip out there. I like visited some friends, and I was like, I need to see him and and everything. Yeah. My my sister's been um, better, more in touch, and like and keeping up with his health and everything cool. but um yeah yeah i'm, I'm so sorry i just no, no, was good. curious because you, you didn't talk about that right right yeah yeah i'm learning so much yeah yeah <laughs> i've always say uh what is it uh strong women <laughs> like yeah. like really yeah. strong women that's in my very, life that's really good. wonderful and it's also really wonderful that your mom uh, just allowed you to do anything and everything that you wanted in terms of like your interests. Yeah. And one of your biggest strengths, I think, is your dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and when did that happen? Uh, that happened in high school, um, uh, sophomore year. I was. I remember it being. I. I. Because I, I didn't actually grow up dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I watched the movie You Got Served and was like, <laughs> I want to learn how to break dance. <laughs> so I started like. Watching that movie, watching, like, looked up videos online, even though back then it was, like, way harder than it is now. Yeah. Of, like, finding, like, super, what is it, like, I think they were, like, breakdance competitions, but it would take, like, I'd have to, like, pause the video to, like, let it buffer for a little bit, you know, all that, like, <laughs> yes. old dial-up stuff. Um, but uh, I, like, was watching those to try and learn on my own. Um, I started, like, a little group um in my marching band basically was for the first thing. Cause I was like, do you guys see like this movie? And they're like, yeah. So we like, we're trying to just like <laughs> learn, learn from the, from the ground up. Uh, yeah. and then I, um, I wanted to then try and find a school in Michigan. I was like, I want to actually learn from a person and like, not just from these videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was in East Lansing, Michigan at that time. <laughs> they don't have anything like that. Yeah. Um, but my mom, again, being like really gracious with that, was like looking up stuff. Um, she was actually asking her patients because she's a doctor. She um, does pain management. Um, mm. 
And so she was asking her patients about it. And someone had talked about this um, new studio um, that had opened up around that time and was like, you, you should have him like check it out. It's like a, a Broadway thing. This this person was from East Lansing, came out to the city for a little bit, and then like came back to like start his own school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a summer program there. We did songs for a new world. Um, so that was like my first theater, intro. yeah, theater, theater experience. Wow. It was in a summer. We learned how to dance, sing, and all of that. And I was like, I really, really enjoy this. And so that's when I like wanted to to take that um, that jump. Uh, but then, of course, telling my mom, well, I, want, I, want, I want to perform and go to like college for that. And she was like, um, that's <laughs> that's a little too far. Uh, especially because she's like, I mean, she was really smart about it. Um, yeah. She's like, she never outright said, no, you can't do it. She was just like, you started a lot later than some people that have been doing it since they were younger. Like, it's a really tough competition um and actually at that point though she was like let's see there was this impulse um the university of michigan has like a summer program Mm -hmm. um that she was like maybe you can audition for this see if they um will accept you if they do then we'll have the conversation again Mm. um i did it didn't get accepted so i was like okay you're right (laughs) (laughs) okay like that's 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 done um and then i like went because the whole Everything before performing was like I wanted to be um, a doctor mm-hmm. um, before that because I mean my mom did it, my sister was doing it, and it was just like something like I liked helping people, mm-hmm. and so that I went back to that trajectory. So where did you go to college um, for medicine? Right? You, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, for uh, for pre med. Um, I went to. Oh my god! I went to Michigan State University. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it. You're like pause, pause. Wait, where I buffer, buffer, buffer. Dial up. Yeah, I went to uh, Michigan State University uh-huh. um, for kinesiology. Was actually my my degree because it made more sense. It was again my mom knowing me. She was like, "You should do it here because kinesiolo- kinesiology is like the study of." the body, muscle movement, and, like, you're really physical and, like, you could take it in a lot of different directions of, like, physical rehab. Um, because at that point, I didn't really like blood, or, like, you know, getting your blood yeah, done, yeah, yeah. all that stuff always really kind of made me queasy. And she's like, you probably won't want to do, like, that kind of medicine, but, like, anything external outside of that. Mm-hmm. And my mom just knew me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did. Yeah. And so how was that experience in college? Uh, it was really great actually um i met some great friends i met like my best friend um now he's in arizona his name is andrew jang shout out to him (laughs) um we met there uh and i had just like great connections that i keep up with and actually thinking about it now i'm actually glad that i went to college not for theater not for theater not necessarily that i don't think i could have gotten anything from it but just like the way my path has been laid out for me or has happened, I can't imagine it any other way. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's funny um, because I think I did subconsciously know that I didn't necessarily want to do... Medicine. Medicine. Mm-hmm. I almost probably didn't graduate on time because <gasps> I waited too long. I didn't like look at like the criteria of stuff. And there uh-huh. was one specific thing that um, I needed to do an internship um, to in order to get my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at this... Probably, I feel like it was like three weeks or two weeks to my deadline to like get it in in time to be able to graduate. Yeah. And I was like, oh crap, like what do I, I need to like find places. But at that point it was like I hadn't done a ton of 
like volunteer stuff at hospitals and like like all practical that. work. Yeah, basically. yeah, for for that experience. Um, but I was like trying to 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 scramble to like find a place that would would take me just so I could like get that do that that credit. I ended up applying to a fitness studio. Oh. Um, called state of fitness um uh, in michigan um i like call i emailed they they called i had like a couple interview questions that they had me and then they accepted me mm. um and i was like oh god like that's that bullet <laughs> it was for the summer um uh, for that next summer but that's actually where i met um uh jen jen doobie um actually i'm wearing her shirt it says got strength um and she's trainer jen um she became like my mentor there like mm. we became known as the dynamic duo so I would call her Batman. She'd call me Robin, like all this <laughs> stuff. Um, but there was one day that um, uh, we were uh, training some clients. Like I was shadowing her mm-hmm. and she like just turned to me and was like, are you, do you really want to go into medicine? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like why? I have uh, wanted to do this. Um, and she was, she read me and was just like, well, when you talk about, um, applying to med school, taking the MCATs, which I was like doing at the time. I actually had decided to take a year off mm-hmm. to like um, take a break from school before like getting into that round. Um, so I was applying at the time, and she was just saying that because when I talk about that, I don't have the spark as um, or passion when I was like working with the actual clientele at the gym. Mm. And she was like, "I just want to make sure you." Are doing what you really want to do and like what sparks sparks joy. Little yes, Mario Kondo. Kondo. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and because of that, she she kind of ignited that like thing that was like kind of suppressed mm. in me. Because I, I well, at that time I was like, oh, like maybe you're right. Actually, I really enjoy um, training people. And at, at the first thing was like, oh, maybe I want to become a, a personal personal trainer, mm-hmm. fitness trainer. Um, but at that time, since I was taking a year off, I ended up going back to that studio that I first um, started in and we did um, Passion mm-hmm. by Sondheim mm-hmm. um, and it was like after our first performance that I was like oh this is this is what I want to do um, wow. so it like came full circle after like four years of like a hiatus and all of that yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to find that it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And then how did you break that news to your mom? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I was actually working at her office at the time because mm-hmm. it was a, a whole other thing of like getting practical hours and all of this stuff. But I, I think I just had to like rip the bandaid off. Mm-hmm. And at first, when I uh, told her about it, I led with, I think I don't want to become a doctor, but I want to be a personal fitness trainer. <laughs> And then actually, I think I want to perform as well and all of that. And it was, I mean, I don't, I don't fault her in any way because it was, it was pretty shocking for her. And, um, uh, we actually, actually didn't talk for, for a little bit, like maybe, maybe two, three weeks, even though we were, I was like working at her place and, and still, um, at home, um, at the time. And, but my, again, this is like my mom being, um, so great and generous, even though she was like, dealing with like 
yeah, that shock. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, is she would uh, come back to me some days and be like, hey, like I know you like we're not thinking about med school, but like I was looking into this and there's like this like um, uh, physical therapy school that's like less time. It's like only two years. Like you could do that. And like, it's still like body stuff. And I was like, I mean, that's really cool. But like, I, I really like performance is like what I really want to do. Mm. Um, and at that time, I like when I was shifting, I was still working at her office, but then like started to go to all the classes at that studio was like teaching some of the younger classes and like really just trying to learn as much as I could um and it just took a little bit of time where she was seeing how dedicated I was to that Mm. and then realized oh like because at first she told me this after that um she thought when I said I didn't want to do med school was because I thought it would be too hard or I wouldn't succeed at it and so I was like taking the easy route by doing something else. But then she was like, no, performing is harder. Like, what are you thinking? (laughs) Um, But then her seeing that it was actually more what I wanted to do and how much energy I was putting into it. Then Mm -hmm. she, she, she started to um, turn around and, and actually was really, really supportive. Mm -hmm. um, And then when did you move to New York? Was it like right after college? I mean, you, you took a year off and did all that. So it was, if if I I graduated in 2011 um, and, I think it was then 2013, uh, summer of 2013, that I moved out to New York. Mm-hmm. So I that year and a half, because it was the summer of 2011, that year and a half, I was just at the studio again, trying to absorb everything. And then I was like, I need to go out to New York and like audition and like be in that And so environment. from yeah. moving into the city in 2013 to booking Hamilton, <laughs> there's, still a, there's still like a whole gap in there. That's what, true. What happened? I, mean, I remember just going out going out on auditions and, mm-hmm. and and hitting the ground there. I mean, I was fortunate when I first first got here within like two weeks, I booked like this dance theater um, piece. It was a new work thing through the um, Araka group. Cool. Um, the funny thing is, is that the everyone on that creative team with this, this show called Press Play um, was from U of M. <laughs> so also Michigan people... Yeah. But uh, U of M and Michigan State are rival schools. Um, so it's kind of funny. I, I, I don't know if they, I think I talked to them afterwards. They're like, oh, we didn't know that you were from Michigan State. But I was like, thank goodness, you might not have hired me then. <laughs> um, but it was a cool like dance piece where they were trying to add like 3D projection imaging because it was a whole thing of like a story of a, a guy coming into, it's a post-apocalyptic kind of this is the first setting but this guy goes into a video game and gets sucked in and then is in a video game world and like mm-hmm. I was like an ensemble thing part of that mm-hmm. um so that was like my first first job with within and it was really it's weird thinking back but I like did have like things were kind of like sporadic but um I like did that I on I went on I was uh connected with backstage um and just found like all these auditions I like found this random audition for uh, doing uh, videos of like training videos for like a, a Fortune 500 like company mm-hmm. that was like dealing with like sensitive material. Um, so it would be like a like a dark shaded thing that was like, I, I, I was silly. I like clicked on this email phishing scam email and like <laughs> lost all this data. And like it was one of those that they were trying to um, make those uh, how to how to learn videos interesting mm-hmm. so like I worked with them once and then they're like we really like working with you like can you come back for like this iteration and, and this thing so there was and they ended up making like a whole storyline called like what like 
hacking people and and like like our our company like against them. It was it was really fun. Um, but that was like a, a thing that came out of nowhere in a mm-hmm. way that that kept coming back. Um, when did we meet? When did we? we, we I know met, we met at K-pop. Yes, we met at K-pop in the workshop. When was that? That must have been. I think that was. 2014? 2014 in like the, the, in the, in the spring. I don't remember. I really don't remember. I, th- I think it was because I remember I went out to Miss Saigon in 2014 and we were with Diana, with Diana, Diana yeah. Huey, mm-hmm. who's going to be on, in, uh, in the podcast either. Has she already been. did it. She already yeah. did it. Oh, yay. Cool. <laughs> awesome. I love her. She's yes. the most incredible. Sorry. <clears throat> Actually, this is what's crazy. So Saigon, uh-huh. all again, all these things that happened last minute, it seems to be a very common trend in my life um it's because saigon almost saigon i think like almost didn't happen mm-hmm. um i remember auditioning in january loving the choreographer jennifer jankache um I, re- I was like in the audition and i was like this movement is awesome at that point i didn't know what miss saigon was that it was more of a dan- a, a singing show but uh she was like doing things where it was like forward roles like more hip-hop like um, uh, militaristic kind of movements with it. And I was like all about it. I do know some people like walked out of the audition like, during then because I think they were like, oh, we're singers. It's going to be like more movement based, not dancing based. Um, but I had no idea. So I was just like thrown, like jumped in into the deep end and was like, I'm all about this. Um, didn't hear about it until until the summer. I got a phone call that was from Flat Rock Playhouse that yep. was like, Hey, are you still free? Because we're actually like someone uh, had to drop out, and we would love to have you um, yeah. in. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. Like, when do you need me to fly out? Because I didn't remember the dates, and they were like, Next week, like next Monday. And my mom was flying in like that Monday, and she was coming to visit for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I called my mom, and I was like, I think I have to like. Take, take this the job, and yeah. even though and she was like that's okay like don't worry that's like so exciting and thankfully my sister was in jersey at the time doing residency so she wasn't like completely Alone. out of like yeah, yeah and by herself she went to uh, go stay with my sister um but that was like my first equity contract mm-hmm. um met like some of my closest friends like diane huey um jackie Wynn, uh stephanie Lowe, mm-hmm. like jamila justine like all these uh, all these incredible people that i've kept um, kept contact with since then. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up not taking my card there. Um, cause at that point I was like, I got this last minute. I, I don't think th- I, I don't know what I have on my merits to like be considered an equity in that pool. Um, but, th- uh, I mean that connection that I had with those people and with Jennifer Jankashe, the choreographer, I ended up um, coming back to the city and she was like, I love working with you. Can you like, I want to work with you and anything and everything. And I was like, same, absolutely same. So I had started dancing with her in, in, um, a couple other projects. She was doing this thing with the bad years, um, with Kerrigan and Loudermilk. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an immersive thing and I was able to do that and be a part of it. And that was another like incredible experience. And after that I booked, a King and I in Dallas, mm-hmm. which again was last minute. I think I had finished the um, the run of the bad years. I remember like waking up late. I was like pretty exhausted and just being like, I mean, I, let me like look at like a dance class that I could take or, or whatever. Um, 
and I got a phone call again from from the king and I, and they're like, "Hey, uh, someone got injured, <laughs> <laughs> and we're wondering if you could come and like join." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, uh, yes!" Like, when do you need me? And they're like, "Can you come to Pearl today?" Um, in the afternoon, like sign some paperwork, and I was like, um, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be there." <laughs> and <laughs> went down there, like signed a contract, and then at that point, there was equity. I was like, at, I was ready then to. I was like, "Well, since it's the second thing that's happened last minute, I was like, I guess this is the world being like, take your equity card, goddammit. <laughs> and so, all right, sorry, if no, I it's fine, okay, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so I took it. Um, but I again, I was at first, I was kind of when I first came back from Saigon mm-hmm. and still waiting in the, like the non-equity stuff, which isn't as bad as the females. I know like they get w- it way worse with having to deal with all the, all the people. Um, I was like, Oh, should I have taken my card? Was that foolish? But I'm actually glad that I didn't because I got to do that immersive show. Mm-hmm. Um, still dance with, with Jennifer um, and have that experience. And then it like came back around again life life happens that is so interesting I, I feel like it's so interesting do you feel like it's all fate do you think do you believe in fate do you think that I, all these things happened i do i do believe well um i think it's it's uh i've been talking with this with a lot of our swing people in hamilton mm-hmm. um because it's so hard in this business to like think that or see all these opportunities but then feel like you're missing out or it's like if you're not here in the city right now you'll miss out on like all all these great things that like you could be right for and all of that but i think what's so important that um jenny harney one of our standbys has said is that whatever is meant for you won't pass you by Mm -hmm. like it 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 might feel like if you missed out on this one opportunity you didn't get like this final call back that it's the end of the world that you've you've lost your chance um but honestly, that you would have, you might have learned from an experience from that that you can carry with you forward, or you never know what's going on behind the scenes. Of like, they might really like you. It, you didn't fit this one project, but like six months, a year later on, they like remember you. They bring you in. It's like a bigger opportunity, um, like that stuff. So I, it, it, it's weird because I do think it, it's fate. I don't think you can completely trust. Like, oh, I'm gonna sit back and then. Um, things would just happen. Things would just happen, right? Like you still have to be putting yourself in, or you still have to be forwarding yourself as a person or as in your craft in a way. Um, I don't think you have to force it. I mm-hmm. think you just have to follow what you feel and yeah. like in in your heart and the people you meet and the actual connections that you have. Because if you're there and you're present then I think that's where fate can come in. and like A hundred percent. I think that's so real. I, I feel like when you're doing something that is meant for you, like I stumbled into writing. I want to say like stumbled. Yeah. Not even like a conscious choice. And it just feels like the stars are just like aligning for no reason. Not for no reason, but like it feels that way. It feels that way, It yes. feels like, oh, okay, I get this. And, and of course, there's so much rejection and there's so much, mm-hmm. you know, um, challenges that you come across. But there's also like so much good and it feels like oh you're meant to do this yes in a way exactly so like you don't have to like force to be like you i really want this like when it's your time it's your time and it will happen Mm -hmm. yeah whatever that means yeah i don't know i feel like that's very like voodoo or or like it's a zen state of mind but i think you have to be because if you don't that's where you get 
um, all caught up with like yeah, I'm not good enough. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that will already creep in there anyway. Like yeah. that's like I mean I I know I deal with it. I'm sure you yeah. also deal with that. I think everybody well, who, in right? this business deals with it. Yeah, because of all the yeah. It's like so. It's so um, that it's already hard enough as it is. So instead of going into it further or like um, fanning the flames of that, like mm. be present where you are now and like and and grateful for like the opportunities or the people that you have mm-hmm. in your life. Then and I think then then everything will fall into place because yeah, it won't pass you by if you're you're you'll you'll be where you are meant to be or need to be right kind of thing so talking about like where you need to be and where you want to mm-hmm. be uh i heard i mean i actually have never spoken to you about your hamilton experience. oh really yeah but That's i heard okay. i heard that you auditioned <laughs> multiple times at eccs and mm-hmm. epas mm-hmm. Yes. and you booked it without an agent yes through through open calls through open call yes absolutely Let's it talk was about that it was crazy <laughs> it's crazy um because i remember so i remember hearing about the show mm-hmm. hamilton what I remember of that day of first hearing about Hamilton, I was at the public going to see Hansel in ping pong. I was with Brian, Eric, um, Mark Andrew Gardner. Eric was talking about it and being like, oh, we're here at the public. Let's like put in for the lottery. Um, we didn't win. Um, and it was running at the time. It was running at the time mm-hmm. at the public. Um, so that's where I first heard about it. And I think I was trying to... Um, at first, I was like, "Oh, like let me like wait to like get a chance to see it, and and then then listen to the music." Um, but I never got a chance to see it at the public. I was doing fitness at the time, actually, um, and had kind of taken a bit of a hiatus um, from theater unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I came back from the King and I. Someone told me, or uh, Sai, one of our one of our ensemble people, um, was working at this fitness place called Bari. Told me about it. I auditioned really loved the fitness aspect of it and started teaching. Um, yeah, I remember. You were teaching, like, a lot of classes. A lot of classes. Back to back, yes. all week. Thrashing my voice yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. my body. It's it's ooh, Fitness stuff is great, but really, really hard Yeah, I mean, because, like, th- just think about... You, you, a normal human being isn't supposed to, like, do so much in a right, day. Right, And yeah. all week. Yes. yes I mean, yes, you're yes. probably in the best physical fitness of your life. But. Right. Which, again, I think is, is again, of, of how life happens because that got me into my peak physical condition. I think I was definitely the, in the best shape that I ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, was trying to get into, like, some voiceover stuff. Um, and at that time when I was teaching, I one day was back home and I was like, let me listen to Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Turned it on and was like completely enamored with it. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up taking a step away from fitness though because my voice was start, starting to to go. Um, I was taking lessons at the time and even my teacher was like, "You got to be careful. Maybe you should go see like the doctor because like I can hear differences in your voices now." Mm. And and it was one of those that I had to like take a step back because I think it was about nine months maybe that I was teaching, and I was like, "Wait." I'm getting sidetracked. This I wanted to be here to um, perform, and this is kind of going in the opposite direction and actually inhibiting it because I wasn't auditioning because I was so tired. I like couldn't sing, so I couldn't go to some some of those calls. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to wait. So then I was like took a step away, um, and at that point ended up um, uh, booking this thing out in Jersey where I could do some voiceover. Like it lined up again things. Lining up yeah. when, when they're supposed to, um, so that like kind of 
affirmed me being like, okay, good. I like took a step away from that. Um, saw a post for Hamilton for the open call, went in, um, got a call back and that started my whole string of, of, I think I went in a total of 11 or 12 times, um, in the course of that year. Uh, I started just being like, since I don't have an agent, I have to go to these, um, these ECC calls. Mm -hmm. They have them every six months, even if they're not looking. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though knowing that I was like, this is the only way that I can get seen, seen in front of them. And I was, came from a hip hop background. Um, I'm like, not the, I don't feel like I'm the most technical dancer. I can learn really quick, but hip hop is just where I live. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was like perfect show or, or whatever. Um, that, if that was in the summer, that next year, there was like a string of of calls for um, replacements for Broadway and then also for the Angelica tour. Mm-hmm. Um, they were literally like within two weeks apart. It was like ECC, EPA, and then ECC, EPA. And I went to the first round and then the ones that were two weeks later, I was like, should I go again? I was just in, um, but then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Again, it's yeah. the only chance that I can go. Uh, if, not that it'll show desperation, but I was like, I got, just got to be in the room. So I went there again for those um, second rounds um, and got a call to be invited to their boot camp. Mm. Um, it was their third iteration of it. Uh, and it was like a week of we learned like my shot, helpless, satisfied. And it was like um, we were... Um, we were learning the show. It was like actually like, uh, like it was we- kind of like a work session, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was like eleven of us. Uh, we each had an individual track that we were learning, and we were able to go see the show. So that was the first time I got to go see the show wow, for free. For free. <laughs> yeah. Well, for my blood, sweat, and tears, anyway. But for free. <laughs> um, and I took advantage of that. I yeah. like went every chance that I could. I think I saw it four times within that week. Hmm. Um, uh, then after that, they had. Um, finals for the Angelica tour. I went in for that. And again, this is showing how it might be devastating missing out on an opportunity because I didn't get cast off of that um, final callback in Mm -hmm. the Angelica tour. And I was like questioning if I did anything wrong, Mm. all of that. Like, was it worth it? Like, was I worth it? Was I good enough? Like all of those, all of that came flooding in. Mm. Um, And there I was like, I called my mom even, and actually my mom was was really, really helpful in this because I talked to her about it and how I was feeling, and she was like, no, like, you were so close. You not getting this doesn't mean anything. They, like, know you. You just have to keep um, showing up and keep um, pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, like, so huge for me um, because that helped me get out of that I missed this opportunity and being like, what can I keep doing to keep going forward? Um, Jennifer Jankache, that choreographer, I was, she started this group, uh, or program called, um, the Astur, um, and it was to incorporate dance into musical, the musical process at the beginning, mm. as opposed to at the end, cause it's usually a, a, a thought in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it would help writers see what it, what, what things could look like with movement, um, and then they could that could inform them of how they might want to write moving forward. And yep. so she was starting this, um, and I was um, there with her to help like assist and like 
I was in the room with like incredible artists, incredible writers, um, working on new material. And it was literally just like, we'll learn this and like no pressure. We're just going to get in a room for like four hours and just play mm. and explore. And so that helped get me out of my, my mindset of missing out on Hamilton. Um, because it was in that fall that, that the like November that I did the boot camp, I then got asked for an invited call um, that next spring in like March to May. They had some uh, another round of calls. Um, and I went in and from that, I ended up booking Broadway. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those, again, of things happening, how they happen and to not stress too much about it is because had I booked the Angelica tour right off the bat, which was the immediate focus, I want this, this is what I... This is what I quote unquote need. Um, I missed out on that, but had I done that, I don't know how I when I would have ended up at Broadway. If I would have ended up in, in mm -hmm. the Broadway company, um, but I, I actually got a better opportunity six months later right. um, to right. to be able to to be a, join join that that show, this show, and like and and everything. Did you like that episode of East Side Story? If you did, follow us on Instagram at Eastside Story Pod and at Chiang Music. Go on to Apple Podcasts, rate us, review us, and don't forget to subscribe. Or if you're a Spotify user, you can also click the follow button. Even better, you can tell someone about the podcast. And the best part, they don't even have to be Asian. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support, and I'll see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E 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 org because only together we rise.